Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop Flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. Know how much local government bond debt for which you are responsible? Probably not, but it seems a good thing to learn as two local school districts the Belton ISD and the Temple ISD want taxpayers to approve new bond packages, packages that will be financed over decades and that will add to the area's already considerable debt load. Greetings. Welcome to Political Pursuits, the podcast. I'm your host, Lou Ann Anderson, and today it's time that we get real about ISD school district bond elections. When it comes to the decision of whether or not to support or oppose new school bond debt, unfortunately, maturity and reason aren't always part of the equation. Instead, bond election campaigns always seem to focus more on for-the-children-type pitches that are full of emotionalism and naive exuberance. And don't get me wrong, happy talk can be effective in trying to soft-sell new debt. Rates can be promoted as a number of cents, maybe 10 or so, per $100 of taxable property, or you know, rates like a $1.48 per month increase in property taxes for a home valued at $100,000. Many voters will respond positively to numbers like that because they sound reasonable, but they sound modest. But are they getting the full picture? And today, that type of incrementalism may not go over so well when, you know, we have uh, some of our elected officials at the federal level telling us, oh, don't mind that uh, extra gas increase, that, you know, per gallon gas, gas price that's rising. I mean, it's just 10 cents more a gallon. Oh, well, no, that was three weeks ago. Now it's 20 cents more. Well, yeah, you know, next week it may jump to 50 cents more. They're always trying to sell that incrementalism, but don't be fooled. You know, this reminds me of like when you go into the place or you see the ads for the inexpensive or shall we say the uh, bargain furniture that you would go and rent. The places that would say, oh, get a big screen TV. It's just $6 a week. That's affordable. You need to jump on that. That's the kind of that's the kind of pitch, that's the kind of mindset we have when it comes to these bond elections. They're always looking to take it down to the most base level and try and soft sell it without going and looking at a big picture. We need financial maturity when it comes to looking at whether or not bond proposals, the amounts that are being that are being put forward, if they're worth doing, if they make sense. We need to approach these types of decisions with something more than the financial maturity of a 12-year-old with their allowances. 
Yeah, when they go and say this, oh, a dollar forty-eight per month increase in property taxes for a home valued at a hundred thousand dollars. While these amounts can be factually accurate, they simultaneously distract from the larger view of the real debt that's being assumed. They also distract from how it impacts a local government's existing debt commitments and subsequently their overall financial status. I mean, when you go out and buy a car, buy a new house, buy new furniture, any type of major purchase, don't you generally take a look at everything within your household, everything within your your uh, personal consumer debt, take a look at the whole picture before deciding to commit to something new? Why would we be any different with that when it comes to our local government spending and approving things like these bond elections? Because... Failure to do that, for those of us who actually believe in fiscal responsibility and a mature approach to spending, failure to do this can lead down a very dangerous road. Now, don't feel bad if you don't know our current local government debt levels. Many people don't. I'd like to think that our local uh, officials do, especially the ones that are asking for your approval of the bond debt they're promoting. But unfortunately, they don't always well, always seem to, or at least they don't admit it if they do. I'm not going to go into a very sad exchange that took place uh, back in the fall with Temple's bond election when they were trying to get a couple of different other packages passed with the November election. But let's just leave it at that it wasn't a confidence-inspiring exchange. Talking about that, Temple now is looking for a new bond election to be passed here in May. This is just in the wake of them having asked voters to approve two other separate bond proposals in the November 2021 election. That was just four or five months ago. At that point, the district was seeking a total of about $185 million in new bond principal. Now note, I say bond principal. They were advertising this $184.9 million bond proposal, but that was the principal only. Remember, when we're talking about this, you go buy your house, you go buy your car. If you're borrowing money, it's not just the principal you're going to pay back. You're going to be paying back interest. Same goes for these school districts. When they're asking for $185 million in new bond principal, as they were back in November 2021, when you add interest to that, which would be um, somewhere in the 40, 45, maybe up to 50% range on top of the principal, the amount they were asking actually asking taxpayers to approve was closer to $260 million. When we're discussing these proposals, wouldn't talking about them with regard to existing debt be a sensible move? Because at that time, the current debt that TISD had on the books was $264.7 million. And so approval of these bond packages back in November, adding another $260 million to the $264.7 million, would have ended up being a functional doubling of the district's debt. I don't know about you. I think that's kind of a point that's uh, worth at least being aware of and most likely having some discussion about. Both of the packages, however, were rejected by the voters. The smaller package, it was soundly defeated, while a larger one went down by uh, a couple of votes, maybe a few more. There was a very quiet uh, recount 
of the votes after the election had been canvassed, and TISD has been closed-mouthed about the final numbers of the recount, but suffice to say that the two measures did go down in November, and that's why they're coming back for another bite of the apple here in May. With all of this, I would just offer one note to all school districts. Include current debt loads in your bond campaign talking points. It may not be helpful in making your case, but it's your duty and transparency, and it's owed to the public. But back to our upcoming election on May 7th. Belton ISD is going to be asking for the approval of two bond packages totaling a base amount of $173.8 million. When you go in and add that estimated interest, we're going to go on the conservative side, say 40%, that number rises to approximately $243.3 million. Temple is back again with a slightly pared down $164.8 million package. That comes up to $230.7 million with estimated interest. So it's $30 million less than what they were asking for back in November. $30 million. I've made the point on more than one occasion that I did think that there is merit to a more pared-down version of that bond proposal because I do believe that there are pieces of the bond proposal that do have merit and probably need to be done. I'm not sure that I would say knocking off $30 million is really that pared-down of a version. And you got to kind of laugh that $30 million is nominal only in one place that I can think of, and that is the world of government. So, note number two to all school districts. Including estimated interest with the principal is another good add to the bond campaign talking points. Perhaps it's not so helpful to your case once again, but we're either about transparency or we're not. And one final point doesn't making a significant purchase often entail reviewing your overall financial status, not just a piece. As I was saying before, you go make that home purchase, remodeling, furniture, appliances. You factor in how this additional cost might impact your existing commitments, mortgage, car payments, student loans, insurance expenses, other consumer debts. Why would we not do the same when considering new local government bond debt? And what I'm talking about here is that you may have the school district coming to you right now looking for more government debt to take on, but that's just one entity in which you live. You also live in a city. You live in a county. You live uh, likely in a community college district. You may live in a health and bioscience district. There's all sorts of other local governments who, trust me, they're going to be lining up as well, wanting more dollars. So when you go and look at what your overall financial picture is, don't lose sight of the big picture debt debt levels, especially considering where we are right now in our current times with this economic malaise that we are all suffering from and increasingly suffering from on a weekly basis. It just gets worse and worse. That shows no signs of retreat. And so we better be sure to know exactly what we are biting off with regard to all of the debt with all of our local governments. 
Okay, let's follow the data. First off, a little background on where I'm getting these numbers. The numbers that I'm quoting you were supplied by the Texas Bond Review Board, which they are for our fiscal year 2021, which runs from September 1st of 2020 up through August 31st, 2021. So the most recent numbers we have are through last end of August. Also something that is important that I noted in a recent column is that Texas taxpayers now have local government debt. And again, this is debt from cities, counties, school districts, community junior colleges, special districts, totaling $389.7 billion. That was a $14 billion increase from the fiscal year prior to that. For the Texas Public Policy Foundation, on a per capita basis, local governments have now borrowed so much that each man, woman, and child in the Lone Star State effectively owes $13,500 for his or her share. Now, these numbers importantly reflect principal and interest because, as discussed previously, government entities, when they're in bond campaign mode, they only talk about the principal with no interest. And yes, that ask looks a whole lot better when you keep that interest, the additional debt accrued from the cost of, of borrowing money, when you keep that interest hidden. But it's important to include the interest Because principal-only figures, frankly, they create a deceptive view of actual debt levels and the public, you the public, me the public, we all deserve better. We have these new numbers that are, are current up through last August, end of August 2021. So how did our local government or our local school districts rather fare with these new numbers? Well, going into the May election, the Belton ISD currently has $360 million in existing debt. Now, if we have if we pass this proposed bond, that would increase the debt level to $603.4 million. It's not doubling it, but it's it's getting pretty close. Temple ISD, they currently have $245 million in existing debt. If we come in here and we pass what they're looking for with this new debt, which is um, another basically $230 million. So we add a new $230 million to the 245 then Temple will be up to approximately $475 million, which once again, they're coming close to doubling their amount. Relatively speaking, these aren't small increases. It's amazing the difference inclusion of the interest makes. It's a much-needed view of reality that shouldn't be subjected to gamesmanship by educrats or any other government entity seeking bond or other taxpayer approvals. From here, let's go to the even bigger picture. Using this data, many Bell County residents can determine their total local government debt burdens. For instance, a taxpayer who lives in the city of Belton, Bell County, Belton ISD, and the Temple Junior College District... They currently have a local debt level of $780 million. If this new Belton bond, these proposals pass, that debt level will grow to somewhere just to touch over a billion dollars. Now, not everybody who's in the Belton ISD lives in the city of Belton. Some people live in the city of Temple. So that taxpayer, that voter who lives in the city of Temple, but still Bell County, Belton ISD, and the Temple Junior College, they have a current total debt level of $1.45 billion. 
But with the passage of the Belt and Bond Board, for these particular constituents, their debt level will become almost $1.7 billion. Okay, let's look over here at Temple ISD. If you are a taxpayer living in the city of Temple, Belt County, the Temple ISD and Temple Junior College, you have a current total debt level of $1.33 billion. We pass this Temple bond and you'll see that debt level grow to almost $1.56 billion. These numbers are significant and in these turbulent economic times, voters need good information to determine their support or opposition to new government debt. I wrote a column a while back. It was called Texas Sees Rise in Local Government Spending Fever Affluenza Outbreaks. Bell County, no exception. And it was just kind of uh, making, poking a little fun at the idea that the the COVID may be over and that pandemic may be, may be subsiding. But at the same time, we are seeing a bit of a spending fever because naturally these governments recognize that the pandemic wasn't the time to come look for people, look to people to raise their taxes. And so now we have this spending fever that's, that's going crazy and affluenza is on top of it because everybody needs bright, shiny new uh, buildings and all sorts of new equipment. And so, Tis the time to, to come and see what we can get from the taxpayers. This column, Texas Sees Rise in Local Government Spending, Fever, Affluenza, Outbreaks, Bell County, No Exception. It was written kind of as a primer to this upcoming bond election season. It is timely and it provides additional detailed information on bond debt, as well as instruction on how you can go through and pull these same numbers yourself using the Texas Bond Review Board database. That influence column ended with these thoughts. Governments don't necessarily want taxpayers to know what's being done in their name, with their dollars, or at their alleged behest. With that, arming yourself and sharing this knowledge is the best path toward breaking spending fevers and quelling affluenza surges so as to ensure a healthy degree of fiscal responsibility within our local governments. I think those thoughts are still quite relevant. There are several questions with uh, bond elections as we approach May 7th. One is how much principal and interest are we truly talking about? Yes, governments are happy to tell you about the principal. Make them tell you about the interest. What is the current debt level of the school district in which you're going to be voting? See if they can tell you that. They ought to know and shame on them if they don't know and shame on them even more if they know and they don't want to tell you. And I got some other questions that are going to be coming up about trust also, but that's got a, a new column that's going to be dropping here in a few days. So I'm going to save that, that those trust questions for when the next column comes out and we'll do a podcast on that also. But meanwhile, go in and look on WB Daily. We will have an article that I wrote that goes through and talks about these numbers. It says, as Bell County ISDs seek new bond debt, voters deserve real numbers. I invite you to go there. Because I realize that in the podcast, it's hard to follow a lot of numbers, but all these numbers are spelled out there, and they're also sourced with where they come from. That's it for Political Pursuits, the podcast today. I appreciate your listening. Until next time, stay safe, stay smart, and remember, courage is contagious. Try spreading some around. <laughs>
Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN.